Wasteland, Arizona's premier nerdy podcast for conspiracies about cell phones and data usage. I am your host, Glenn Gledhill. Today we'll be talking about uh, what we're looking forward to in 2016, what we've been playing, and... Uh, I'm looking forward to proving you wrong about that shit. And other, and other various things. Uh, today we have with me uh, Ryan. You can't just you can't just say shit like that and not give an explanation. Bobby. Do they legalize gay marijuana yet? And Sarah. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're listening to our conversations and they're giving us and moving forward. So today we're talking about. It. So today we're talking about how the things we're looking forward to 2016 since our last podcast was looking back to 2015. Um, but we'll start off with our usual segment, Fortnite gaming. Uh, and we're we'll short a couple of people. You want to explain that one? No. They're sick. They're Done. sick. They're, they're it doesn't matter. <laughs> we, have, we have an ever-changing rotation of people. I don't think it's game everyone Not taps. really. We have the main people. We have guests. Your mom. Two of our, our bassist and our fucking drummer is Keyboard. Gone. True. True. Rigo is the bassist and Miguel is the drummer. Yeah. yeah. So I got the keyboard. You want to show some respect? You show some fucking respect. As the front man. Oh my gosh. You don't have to. Oh, I know. That's true. So. I'm Jenny the girl. So, uh. Let's start. Well, Jenny the girl, what you been playing? Uh, Bloodborne. Yeah? Co-op oh, Bloodborne with you, as per usual. What did you kill recently? But, I don't know, a lot of things. Here, here I go kill him again. <laughs> oh, here I go kill him again. That's, that's the mantra before Bloodborne. I, I take a shot every time you hear a Rick and Morty uh, quote. Oh, oh you'll be hammered by the end of this. <laughs> Is that I, it? I don't know, Bobby. I, I don't know. Oh, God, no, we're playing some Pocket Morty's. Have you? I, t- talk Pocket about Pocket Morty's. Pocket Morty's is awesome. Um... It, I don't know. Oh, you're playing Morty Morty's? No, it's um, it, it's good. It's exactly what you expect. It's it's a little cheap, but it's also it disappoints in some ways and it surprises in some. In ways. In what ways? Well, it's not a very deep dynamic. It's very, very, very grindy. Like very grindy. Like I, I um, earn you you go through portals to go to other dimensions to fight the quote-unquote Rick of that dimension and his Mortys. They're like the gym leaders of, of that. And the, then I guess the, uh, the Council of Ricks would be now just like the Elite Four, pretty much. And in order to fight each council member, because that's the whole premise of the game, is you got to fight the entire Council of Ricks to get back to your home dimension, um, and you're stuck on the Citadel of Ricks. Um, what are those council rigs? So it, well, the council are the people. That they run the, the citadel. Oh, is the right. citadel. And okay. it's, it's actually, I forget what some of them said, it's actually based on the citadel from Mass Effect, which is awesome. But, um, so you're trying to beat the entire council. You get to fight each council member based on how many badges you have. You get a badge for beating the rig of like a certain on. dimension. But the thing is, like, if you're not adequately prepared, which if you're not as grindy as most people, you're usually not, you teleport out through a portal to, to some random dimension, and you're just spending the whole time trying to find the Rick of that dimension so you can fight him before random other Morty trainers corner you and say, oh, hey, I want to battle because of some petty reason, and they take all your resources. They drain your Morty's health, they drain their AP so they can't attack if they run out. And if you didn't bring enough items, then you can't bring yourself back up to full stats before you fight the next Rick. And if you cr- if you cross the path of a trainer, like in close enough proximity, they will always corner you and fight you. Like Pokemon. It yes <laughs> yes, and essentially just becomes something like that. It's just like a oh god, try to navigate this maze of trainers and not fight too many of them before the um, before you find the actual Rick. And it's fine, it's just repetitive, it's very grindy if you want to get your Mortys up to good enough stats to, to be able to just 
chug through that effectively enough. It's, it's kind of difficult. But the, um, the crafting system is really cool. There's a, because you, you can find random ingredients, quote unquote, like, like batteries, uh, circuit boards, bacteria, and you mix them. You, you go to a crafting station and mix them to make cool new items. It's almost reminiscent. It reminded me a little bit of like the, the spell system in Eternal Darkness. Like, hmm. even if you don't have a recipe for the thing, if you just have enough ingredients and mix them up randomly enough, you can discover new things, which I think is really, really cool. And then there's obviously it, it scratches the um, the Rick and Morty itch if you're if you're hankering for the show to come back before it does because you have random like doofus Rick asking for an item and if you have it for him he has something cool for you and Jerry and, and all kinds of stuff coming in like bird person and um, mm -hmm. and I'll just leave it at that it's cool it's really good it scratches the, the Rick and Morty itch it's a little basic and it's very grindy but it also has some really cool elements to it it's it's, it's free too the perfect thing for when your boyfriend slash girlfriend is Shopping, shopping the day away, and you're stuck on the couch. You know the couch. You know which one. The couch in the middle of Forever 21. That's right between those Forever two 21. big racks. There are no couches. In Forever I'm sorry. Not there are seats. Also, I'm, I'm talking 16. about um not not Forever 21. I'm that sorry. H and M. That store is not. No. Yes, there are couches no, at get the H and M. Right. Okay. It's Nordstrom. <laughs> uh, it, that too, but also at H and M. There as well. So, um, have you been playing anything besides Pocket Morty and, and Bloodborne? Bloodborne? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby? Uh, the Shovel Knight Amiibo came out. That's really cool. Not That's much. not something you're playing. Yes. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, because Shovel Knight, I've, I've had it for the 3DS, but then I recently bought it for the Wii U for the Shovel Knight Amiibo support. So that you could play multiplayer, right? Yes, you can do co-op. You can uh, unlock some challenges, maps, which is really cool. It's, it's such a... Fantastic game, highly recommend it. If Shovel Knight you, itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shovel Knight. I, I mean, if you are a fan of classic like Mega Man side scrolling, platforming, and Mega Man hard. And soundtracks. And, oh god, the soundtrack is amazing. I highly recommend it. I can just see you just yeah. do a little shake. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. The Amiibo I found out um, recently via IGN, they uh, had an interview with the people, and it's the first third party Amiibo with, of course, Nintendo's blessing. And like it took like 18 months, I want to say, to get it done. And it goes like, essentially, Nintendo was like, "Yeah, you can make an amiibo, but you have to do everything yourself, not us." Oh, that's yeah. Cool. And so they had to go through these certain like patents or or you know strict codes patents. and everything. Yeah, strict codes and everything. And apparently, the people who made it are the same. It's the same company that actually makes uh, Disney Infinity figures. So like the quality is still there. It's just like. You look at I look at the base of the amiibo and it's like it's just a little off. Like it's like an official knockoff. It's kind of funny. Nice. Um, but have you played multiplayer? I don't have anyone to play multiplayer with. I mean, oh, like, there's no matchmaking. No, no, there's not. Oh. As far as I know. But uh, I also highly recommend Deep Dungeons of Doom. Um, it's a free app. I feel like um, it's super simple. Um, like you have to. It's very hard to explain, but essentially it's you hit the attack or block, but that's all you have. But you slowly like level up your character with better gear and stuff like that. But you're fighting a monster, and it's kind of like I don't want to say rhythm based, but it is. I don't know. It's really good pixel art too. It's it's dungeon crawling kind of, just random encounters through the whole thing. Sounds fun. Yeah. Anything else? Well, that's about it. How about you, Ryan? Real quick question, Bobby. Did you have to pull that up on your phone to remember the yes. name? <laughs> yes, because I always get it mixed up. All right, all right. Yeah. I was just checking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I've been playing college. Yeah. Um, Yay! Yay! Congratulations. Good job. Um, I have also been playing the Angel slash Buffy tabletop RPG. That's I still haven't beat it. college. 
Yes, I'm still working on that one. <laughs> Can you really beat college? Yes, um, my mother some, has. Some have, it depends. Well, what's great about college is that if you don't aren't entirely happy with your start, you can actually start over the different quests. Or, or even use some of the progress yeah. you've already made and uh, into your new quest. It's really expensive DLC. Yeah. yeah. Getting, getting the strategy guides. They make them dime you like no other game. I mean, books. You can microtransactions, yo. They, they microtransactions yeah. shit out of Yeah, and they spent more time on like the way it looks than natural gameplay, too. <laughs> Alright, motherfucker. So, I have been playing a few things. Like the that. new season of Diablo 3 started, and I've been playing a little bit of that, and that's Shit. been lots of fun. Um, nothing crazy new there. A few new levels and other things, but unless you play Diablo regularly, you're probably not interested. Well, give us a blur for the folks that do. So, uh, if you do play Diablo, uh, the new season offers Diablo. offers a really interesting thing what that... What channel is the new season on? The season premiere. Mm, that's not how it works. It's a, it's a game swear to God. Season. I swear to God. First of all, how dare you? So, um, there is some interesting mechanics with upgrading ancients, which are the uh, rare or legendary versions, and it's kind of neat because you've never been able to add stats onto stats that already exist. You've only been able to change the existing stats. So that's pretty neat. Um, trying to think what is new for this season. They did a bunch of reworks that work really well for the Demon Hunter and the Barbarian, and they introduced season objectives, which are kind of weird, and they give you rewards. But it's kind of nice. But, um... Other than that, I have been playing a game called um, Crown of the Gods, which I highly recommend if you are big into large-scale military slow strategy and Excel spreadsheets. I'm not really going to say anything else because that is literally the game. So uh, other than that, I have been playing a little more Rainbow Six Siege and Tabletop Simulator. I played a little Lords of Waterdeep on yeah, Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, I got to get in on some of that. Like, it's I, heard, fun. I snapped it to you, Ryan. Yeah. The actual visuals of that is very impressive. It was. Actually, I was really confused. Like, you remember Waterdeep? Yeah. Game. You played Waterdeep? Yeah. Did you get the snap? Did you open the snap of the tabletop I simulator? I haven't opened up snap. So, one, you're slacker. with some buddies, um, any, any tabletop game, they basically just scan all the pieces, scan the board and all that. And they, they add it to and a you're digital in, like, tabletop. a virtual tabletop. Really cool. you're, you're in a virtual room playing on a virtual tabletop, like... With people from different states and shit, and yeah. it's awesome. And there, there aren't, there aren't like rules like where it's automatic, like oh, if you make a wrong move, it'll yell at you, because that's not the point. The point is, it's a real tabletop that isn't controlled by any sets of rules except for the ones you, as the players, set by doing right. whatever you're doing. It's so like water deep's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, every, pretty much every popular board game has been put into there. Technically, kind of illegally, but which one did your brother play? Ethan helped put in the house on uh, the house on the hill. House on, no, 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 betrayal on betrayal. the house on the hill. With better visuals. Yes, they they did make some pretty good. Susie, yes, Susie here. Ethan assisted. Mm -hmm. My my brother helped make that. It's a fun uh, game. But Payne is still playing tabletop. He's been playing that for like four hours. But uh, I want to play with him some more. I want to play some more. I want to play Waterdeep on that. Yeah, it was really fun. You even, should actually. Even here's something. I would play betrayal on on tabletop simulator at least once. I bet that would get Susie to, to download. Probably. Susie's always going to be like, we should play Betrayal. She should get Tabletop Simulator and we should play Betrayal. I might have missed this, but it's free. No. Well, Tabletop Simulator is like 20 bucks, okay. but after that, all the mods are free. Oh, right. Yeah, so. You know, you can, in essence, play unlimited board games, including unreleased board games like Secret Hitler. So. You Secret Hitler. Hitler. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can play Secret Hitler right now on Tabletop mm -hmm. Simulator? Yeah. That's some I want to, but none of the people who, uh, Tease and Pain want to play, but they're waiting for you. Actually, specifically. Really? Yeah, you and Crockett, so that well, the five, five of us can play. Um, 
I've been playing that. I actually reactivated my WoW account, so I've been playing a just a tiny bit of that, but only because a few old guildies wanted me to join. Is that a new game? World of Warcraft. I've never heard. I'm not. Familiar you're not familiar. Well, it's an MMO. What's an MMO? A massively multiplayer online role playing. Can you elaborate on Which part of it? The online or the multiplayer? Yes. Wh which one? Yes, you're a dick. Right, I'm done with this. So, yeah, I, you, you go. Why are you still doing this dick? <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's about it for me. Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege has been real fun. Uh, that game does. You got the beta for that one thing. Well, we'll get there. I haven't started that yeah. yet, though. Um, Division. Um, but no, uh, Rainbow Six Siege is still really, really fun if you're into multiplayer shooters. It, it has the legs. If you are into those tactical, interesting multiplayer shooters, like I thought Evolve was going to have that kind of legs internally for me. Like mm -hmm. I was going to enjoy it for a longer period of time. Yeah, Evolve is solid. I don't know. There's something about how repetitive it is. And, is what and the know. thing is, is Siege is exactly the same thing. It's five on five. It's never, there, there are only three modes, See, that's and they I'm only change the objective. I'm with almost what? afraid of that with the umbrella. See, the thing is, is it's not, it's not about the rep repetition of the game, it's about how fun the game is because. I think Evolve's pretty damn fun. The, you just it, play it is? with that dumb string Here's, like like that, what's the mode you That's not play? why it's not fun. But the 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 difference I would say is the moment to moment in Evolve is different in a very, very weird way. Um the I'm having really trouble explaining this, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. When you. when you play when you play Siege, there are every single round. Every time you play, you get a really crazy moment or two where your adrenaline spikes, you're excited, you're trying to shoot, and you're dying, or something's exploding, and things happen. On top of that, every time as a defender or an attacker, you go in with a tactical sense and a plan of some sort. Even if it's not a big, complicated plan, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to try this. Sometimes as an attacker, it's, I'm going to put up two breach charges, blow them at the same time, put up a third one, blow that, and then I'm going to go in a door that wasn't blown at all. Like, different things like that. And, and just startle them and do different things. And then the same thing as the defenders. It, it happens the same way. So I, I those moments I don't get involved because a lot of the times you're like, I'm chasing the monster. I'm chasing the monster. Okay, I'm shooting the monster. Okay, I'm chasing the monster. And it just doesn't or feel like... Monster. Or you are, and I'm running away. I'm finding a monster. I'm running away. I'm, fine. I'm killing a small thing and eating it. Like It's just a lot of... Those moments just don't pique your interest as much, I think, from moment to moment right. is what, what I was gathering from Evolve. Um, because the thing is, is the only the only difference between the mode I like both, but but that didn't pique my interest for very long, nor anybody's yeah, really. It yeah. didn't it didn't have any legs. Um, because we were saying with Evolve, I played a campaign where you play five matches in a row. Yeah, I'm not, I don't like that. Yeah, but the thing is, is that just what, what does that mean? You were gonna play one match and be done every day? It's only fifteen minutes. I mean, that just that yeah, still that speaks to the one match that I play is really awesome and really fun, and I could see maybe like playing two or three. But after that, it's like I'm done. It's like Titanfall for me. Yeah. It's just a little bit too repetitive. Rainbow Six gets that after about two hours for me, but I, I don't know. There's something about the about the moment to moment that just keeps it interesting for me. Okay. So, um, because you do have to play five or seven matches at least, depending on which mode you're playing when you play against other people, so it lasts a while. Mm. Um, I think that's it for what I've been playing. So let's move on to our main topic, which is what we're looking Did forward we? to. What? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't leave okay, anyone out. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they left out the house of Rigo and Miguel. Yeah, they're, they're, they're busy. God rest their souls. <laughs> Godspeed. Um, so we're, our topic today is what we're looking forward to in 2016. I think instead of going one person at a time and doing all the things, we should just go around the circ around oh, circle. Around the circle. Around the circle. But I 
I want to see. Super bad, I want to. All right. But, uh, but I think we should do one at a time and each say a thing as we, we'll just go okay. around in a circle. Yeah, we'll start with Bobby, then Ryan, Sarah, then me. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Go! Oh, God. Uh, Alright, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go for a few minutes. Yes. Um, talk about Pokemon Go. Okay, Pokemon Go, it is going to be the app that you can download for uh, mobile, mobile devices, whatever. And essentially... Android? Android, iOS. Did I, I said, say that? Yes. Alright, why? You thought it was Android only? Well, because I have to wait all the time when things... Actually, no, I don't. I've never this. Well, the thing is um, that the people behind it is, is Ingress, which is Niantic a, Labs. Niantic Labs. Um, they're owned by Google, so I'm assuming. Yes, but, well, my point being with Niantic Labs, it took a while after and, uh, Ingress was out on Android for it to actually come out on iOS as well. So that's uh, why I. Uh, yeah, but we all have Androids here, though. Yes, but I'm saying, hence my assumption that it would come out on Android before it came out on iOS. I'm assuming. Well, it's, oh, it's it's all up to Nintendo. I'm assuming Nintendo's going to be Windows, well, no, no, it, Windows it, phones are like the, the Wii of that generation. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> not up to Nintendo. It's up to Niantic, technically. Yeah. They're the ones developing it. And traditionally, they develop better on Android than they do on yeah. iOS because yeah, they were originally a Google-owned company. Wait a minute, then. Wouldn't, wouldn't like, Nintendo kind of be the bigger hat? Like, they will. They, they, can, like they can set more standards. More people are yeah. on Flipsare. More people yeah. are on iOS. No, they're not. So we have to release no, they're on not. iOS. They're not, though. The majority of people are Android. The user base of Android is much higher. No, because Android user base is much higher than iOS user base. Of course, it's like it's yeah, it's like two, it's like two to one. Yeah. Because Android is much more prevalent and made by many, many, many carriers and many, many, many manufacturers as opposed to Apple phones, which are made by Apple, Apple, and no one else. Yes, but I've just I've just been getting the exact opposite impression just from life. That's because you're seeing. A, a lot of one thing. Are you going to say, what's the most prevalent phone, phone, not, I not from OS? Sampling, from a sampling, are you talking about like in where we live, in the area? No, I'm because talking in the... From a sampling of people that I'm, I'm talking the world. More people are on Apple than, no, than Android. They're not. It's more people on Android. I, I, we can. It's um, true. But I, I've seen these stats. It's That's true. Fine. It's, so it, I it's something like the, the Windows mobile is something like, like 2 or 3%. If last yeah, time I saw it, iOS was some <laughs> iOS was something like thirty percent, and the rest. I'm the next Windows phone user, so. so. Anyways, going back to topic. I think they'll release them simultaneously because I think Nintendo will I, ask for that. That's where I was going to go at. But um, essentially, it's the real world, our world, the 3D world, the one that's outside your room. Um, what? What? Yeah, right. I know there's an outside. There's going to be actual Pokemon roaming around that you're... Not the phone. live Pokemon. Virtual. <laughs> really stuff. Actual virtual Pokemon. <laughs> that you'll be able to capture, train, battle, and you know get badges. It's going to be like a Pokemon game, but in the real world, and I'm really excited about that. And the main thing Pretty about this... what Pokemon is, barring them being actual physical creatures. What do you mean? It's exactly what Pokemon is meant to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They are not creatures. Right, but Pokemon are alive. Right. But the main thing is to get out there and explore, go to new places. They're very, so very when much. When the turns ten. <laughs> so how yeah. how much have you read into Pokemon Go, Bobby? Um, as much like. Have you now spouted off all the information you know? In in like in like a summary, in Cliff Notes version. Okay, yes. all right. So I, I I'm not I'm not not trying to step Glenn's on you. On the yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I am. And that is not the point. That is not where I gather. <laughs> you can eat a bag of fucking shit. So. So um, a few of the big features that are really interesting, A, they're sticking with the, the traditional combat system from all of the Pokemon, which is really cool. 
um, because it, I don't think they needed to retool it because that's not what the interesting bit entirely is. Um, what about the regions? Go ahead. What, you? You Fine, mean, I'll okay. do it. Uh, depending, if you're near water, there'll be water Pokemon. If you're in the desert, desert Pokemon. Yes, that, that is a thing that is potentially <laughs> going to be interesting. Um, the, they haven't entirely explained how the legendaries are going to work. They said they're going to be rarer in specific places, but but people should be able to find Which them. Which just means big cities. Hey, I, you know, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes or, they can be up on or, mountains or and or stuff. Cool, yeah. like, like um, World Wonders or like yeah, exactly. Well, Yeah, I think it's going to be really it's interesting to put them at the at, at big landmarks. I think it's going to be a really interesting thing to be Seven able to do. Seven Wonders of the World. Yeah, stuff like that. And I think I, I think they should also, I don't know how regulate how many could be caught in a certain period of time, but I don't know. It could be like a, a an event that's only going to happen for like a well, weekend, a, a Well, year. okay, I, I, I'll get to the events. So they have announced they're going to have they're going to have both um, real world events just like Ingress where, where they bring their crew out and they do things and like you know, everybody groups up and trades and battles one of the things they have confirmed is trading is going to be in person only so that's great because that means yeah, that yeah. because that means that if somebody you know I, I go to you know Colorado and I capture a bunch of snow Pokemon and bring them back for my friends you know we can trade and, and other people things like that so one of the neat ideas is to have a regular meeting in, in bigger cities or you know anywhere you can where people can meet up and fight and train and trade you know when they travel and do different things so niantic is going to be hosting some of these events some of them are going to be in the guise of gyms but there will also be regular locations that are gyms that are open all the time in essence they're just spots for you to go and battle now they haven't explained how that's going to work if it's going to be an actual location or it's just a random spot or or what it is um have they said anything about, like, the items? Or? They have said some items. There's going to be a pay store, much like now there is with Ingress, but they hope to balance it similarly to Ingress. Which I'm where... assuming it's going to be, like, Pokeballs. Uh, yeah, I assume uh, it's going to be Pokemon. Fire, Pokeballs. Thunder, Stone, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's going to ma mainly, I believe, involve um, stones, you oh, know, sure. for Evolves. And, no, I don't think it's going to involve healing, because I think you're going to be able to heal real easy somehow. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, because... Well, you don't want sitters. That'd be cool. That's the problem. How do you heal then? So, you so, so you're saying every time you want to play, you'd have to go away. Like we talked about, you get the sponsorship of Walgreens or something. You get all the Pokemon Go players to go to that location. That's true, but there are lots of. heal their Pokemon for free, but then they're there. They might as well buy something. I think they're going to have some sort of other mechanic, either time based or home location. Like, what's your home location every time you go home? You can you can heal something. I like also that. wouldn't be surprised if they did kind of like the Poke Walker that was bundled with Heart Gold Soul Silver. Well, let me get to that. I can explain to what's happening on that. The, the, well, this is my theory though. Right. Saying that like you'll earn a heal or a Pokeball or whatever, so many steps or miles you earn, and then you you obtain one. Like so yeah, it, um, I don't think that's gonna happen. You don't think so? No, because they have announced a dongle. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. Okay, about. so the dongle is only a Bluetooth with a light and some buttons. There's not going to be a pedometer or anything in right. it. They've announced the tech on it. Um, and luckily, I didn't know this. I the thought it would be so easy to do. I agree, but it would increase the size, and they don't really want to do it. They want it to be like a charm, the size yeah. of like a bracelet charm. Yeah, they, they imagine like kids like clipping on the backpack. Well, and and it's it's not necessarily just for that. No, it's actually more to be worn yeah. so that you can see it at all times. Because on your backpack, it would Yeah, but the idea is. So that you, because when you play Ingress, you have to have your phone up the whole time you play. You're looking at your phone. You're like, oh. So the idea is to have almost a lot, almost all the things that would happen happen on this little dongle. Not fights and everything, but like you know, notifications. There's Pokemon notifications. There's things nearby. Even maybe capturing Pokemon right. with that thing. So stuff like that. 
Um, they're going to have gyms. They're going to have that. They're going to have the pay store. Um, like you said, there is going to be regional Pokemon that are different based on you know the areas. They did say that that um, no matter where you live, city or rural, you should be able to, within five minutes of walking out your door, find a Pokemon. And now that, that could be repetitive things. I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see how they're going to try to balance it. I am interested if it's going to be like like when you start Pokemon and you walk outside and, and there's five or six or ten Pokemon types that are nearby, and until you leave the region or area, there aren't new ones, or there's only one rare one that occasionally get. I'm interested to see if, well, if in the area that I live, if I don't travel a few miles, is it going to always be like that where there's only the same couple Pokemon? And now I genuinely be okay with that because that kind of discourages me from playing only in my area yeah. and encourages me to go not just to other areas, maybe the city, if they explain it some that way, but go to Tucson, Casa Grande, Mount Lemon, yeah. you know, out to the coast, things like that, and do different things. And I, I think it would be really interesting to do that. The only issue that I perceive with this game is how they deal with leveling. Because I believe they're going to have... You know there's already going to be some... There's going to be an XP boost. The there's already going to be a bunch of folks outside the gate that already know like, the cheats and the exploits. Well, and it's, like, it's, it's, not, the... it's not exploits in the sense of playing against other Pokemon, like like using the, the well, traditional like combat system. Ever, ever exploited Ingress? No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I think it's not going to be PvPA. I think it's going to be PvE, where you have to fight other monsters, not other players. Um, they, oh, by the they way, they, the well, they, I was just going to say they also have, but I don't think that's going to be as much XP based. I think that's going to be more maybe item or something else based. Like, how can you say you're going to have a gym or something like that when you're not doing player versus player? I, I didn't say that. I said for XP. Huh? When it comes to XP, yeah, I think it's going to be PV. Yeah, because all Pokemon games, whenever you fight a real person, it's never for XP. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think their, their, um shtick is going to be, okay, you have to go train the Pokemon, but if you don't want to gain the 10 levels by going out and farming for the next 2 or 3 hours, spend $2 and buy a $10 level booster. Yeah, it would be rare level. candy, yeah. and then if you do rare exactly. candy, your stats would be pretty crappy, but you do gain a level. Well, I don't. I think they'll balance it a little easier. I have a feeling they're going to try to, especially initially, balance the stats and things a little more simpler mm -hmm. than Pokemon is now. Because Pokemon is a relatively complicated stat-based game. Especially with EV training. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very interested to see. The other the other reason that I was supportive of the, hey, there's only like 10 Pokemon in my region, is because your team of Pokemon isn't supposed to be 25 Pokemon. Six. It's six. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll get the five near me, and then as I travel around or trade or something, I'll gather the couple I want on my main mm -hmm. team, and you'll grow from there. And I really hope they don't squander that opportunity. I really hope they they stick to their guns and say, okay, we're not having this nearby, and we're not we're not sticking 50, 60 Pokemon in everybody's backyard. Right. We're gonna we're gonna make it so you have to go, you know, beyond the fifty. On your Pokemon journey. Yeah, exactly. Beyond the fifty to hundred common Pokemon of like the the original series, you want yeah, those. Yeah, the ones I'm interested. You want the the other half, the more the more rare ones, to be in the you know in in the parks that you don't go too much, or in a cave, or up a mountain, or things Road like that. Road bus travel. Exactly. You you want to you want to be incentivized you to travel. And and not and that was the that was the balance I was like talking about. I was talking about the balance of how how they're going to do XP versus that. Because while you're a spelunker, because while that would be interesting to balance the catching, you don't need to necessarily do the same thing when it comes to leveling. So I think that'll that'll balance stuff out. 
Anybody else want to talk about Pokemon Go? No, I'm done talking about Pokemon Go. I think it'd be great if people like make their own gyms. They put it on Twitter like, hey, come come to uh, Starbucks for the next 20 minutes if you want to get your ass kicked. Well, like okay. some some areas have their own. Oh, man. Yeah, Team Rocket. Go to, see, uh, yeah, we do. Go to like Starbucks. Team Rocket's a thing out here. Yeah. Well, I know Team Rocket's a thing out here. I see them at every time. They tend bars. They are talking about making some sort of narrative attached to it. Nice. Cool. I, I would be okay so with that. I don't need it or care, but like, I'd be okay way, with like, it. No matter what they do, because there's so many variables and there's so many different ways that they can approach this whole thing. I'm really excited. Yeah. And so far, what I've heard is so far better than what I would have thought that they would have Agreed. Here's something, though. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited at the prospect of a narrative, but at the same time, I'm, I also worried because it's like a mobile game that it's going to get tired really No, no, no. See, I don't think it's going to be... I, I think it's going to be a long-term narrative, kind of... To get kind of like Ingress. Well, I, okay, so do you know anything about Ingress's narrative? Not a clue. So technically, Ingress's narrative isn't entirely built into the game itself. It's kind of almost built into the metagame that they provide. And they So in, in Ingress, every week, they send you like an update on the hacking and the, the story within the thing, and they tell you what's going on. And then they tell you where the events are, where they have their real life anomalies, where they show up and they have their vans and they right. hand out things and events and they, they host an event nearby. And I, I think it's going to be a little bit more, the narrative is going to be a little more swing towards that. I do think they're going to have some sort of personal short or shorter or how you as an individual fit into the narrative. But I don't think it's going to be like a 60-hour RPG epic where you're trying to beat these things. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think they're going to figure out a way to make it more of an alternate reality narrative than a traditional RPG narrative. So. I hope so. Should we move on to Ryan's next? Ryan. Yes, what do you got? Yes, okay. No, Give one, one. Yeah, I have my little book open here. Um, okay, so I am a big fan of stop motion animation. It's one of my favorites. Like and I am really excited for the new Leica movie, Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, one, because I, I really like The new trailer came out, by the way. Cool. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I've been keeping up on their um, production, though, and the, the puppets just... Leica's a good studio. Yeah, yeah it's come, they've come out with good things. A word on Leica, they have produced Coraline, uh, Box Trolls, and... Paranorman. Paranorman was a really good one. Uh, um, gorgeous. I, yes, they were all really gorgeous. I haven't seen Box Trolls yet, unfortunately. It's 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 cute. Yeah, my biggest thing is that I, I love I love the production value yeah. of the studio. I'm not a big fan of um, I'm really not. Plus, I checked out Paranorman, even though it was a beautiful movie mm -hmm. and the plot was. Coraline yeah. was good, but I read the original book and I. It, no Gaiman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but one of those few examples of the book actually having. Way, way less than the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, like, the, they had to come up with a bunch of crap for right. the movie because the book had so little to it. Well, that, that was a thing, though. That was kind of the mysterious aspect of Coraline. Because yeah. it's only, it's like, maybe as thick as... It's a short <laughs> book. It was a, it was a kid's book. It's like, it was Neil Gaiman's shot of a kid's, kid's book. book. Yeah. It was Neil Gaiman's shot of a kid's book. That's, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> I read that when I was 12. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so I'm really excited because when I, I really like... Uh, you showed up on an, art, an episode of Arthur. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, the uh, the plot is is based in it's set in ancient. Anyways, like yes, like a the, the plot for Kubo and the Two Strings it's set in ancient Japan, which I I already like. Okay. And um, watching the puppets, like there's a um, I'm not sure what his name is, but it's a monkey puppet and the fur and just the way everything goes and it's just absolutely stunning looking so far. Yes. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. And I really hope they step up their game because I just I want them to succeed yeah. more as a studio. Definitely. Yeah. Well, they've got several big titles under their belt. I think they're probably doing pretty well. Well, yeah, but like I was saying before, I, I, they're like the name now in stop motion. 
Oh yeah, because they're the only ones. It, it looks Jeez. amazing because it has like a very Hayao Miyazaki feel to it. Not because it's set in Japan or whatever, but the main main protagonist is a girl, mm. and she meets. No. Yeah, right. And but some of the stuff in it, like the creatures or the enemies or whatever, are like very spiritual looking, very different, and not mm. not your generic like, oh, you're fighting a, a werewolf. Oh, you're a raccoon with a crooked yeah. smile. Smart, <laughs> Not dream work. So, but yeah, Leica, I went, I went to uh, Universal Studios where Paranorman was out in theaters, and they had like a set on display, and the public. No shit, they yeah. like advertised Paranorman. Dude, yeah. Oh yeah. Paranorman. No, yeah. I'm being oh. serious. When when uh, when Universal Studios has movies suggested. coming up, they they no. put shit all over their park. No, there, there. was no fanfare for Paranorman. That's why I'm oh, surprised okay. that they had any kind of promotion. But I got to see like it's how big the armatures is and like the sets they use. And a lot of times they build these sets with secret trap doors so they can get under and into the set to change the emotion or whatever. Because they, they build these such large sets they can just reach over and grab it. It looks because a puppet, it's incredible. A puppet is about the size of my forearm. Yeah. Coraline's so, puppet is about right. this tall. So when you see the detail and and like they you know they have like a full studio where they stitch and and sew these you know real clothes for these tiny objects and they're not just like oh mm -hmm. yeah Coraline's sweater was hand knit by somebody yeah. you know it's, like like with sewing. The needles. attention to detail is just fantastic. Yes, I I absolutely love this studio and I really hope that they they step up their. their it's like the average person who games. loves like tiny things. They're, they're <laughs> There's a, Me? Who are we talking about here, Sarah? There's a good retrospective um, on their YouTube channel where they show like different stuff they've done, like light, like like lighting a lamp and nice. everything. Just, yeah, just intricate things. All that fun stuff where they, they, I can't exactly remember where I saw this, but they were talking about how like making a lovable character, like everything could be perfect, but one little hair out of place really makes mm -hmm. really makes a character like lovable, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they really show that because none of their none of their models are like perfect, but they're they're cool. They're nice to look at. They're aesthetically pleasing. All of them movies are. But yeah, I'm really excited for Kubo and the two strings. Um, yeah. Good. Sarah. Can I say two things to get the obvious out of the way? Sure. Well, one is... Breaking is the law. Breaking the Allison law. Allison Rowe. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's PT. It's, it's poor men's PT. And that's not an insult. That's no. a compliment. Yeah. Because PT was the most glorious thing ever. But it's, it's PT for people who are sad they're never going to get PT. And... Um, yeah, it's uh, Allison Rowe. I'm very excited about um, last year. I, I was one of their backers, but they dropped the uh, Kickstarter campaign because they got a proper publisher that they insisted will not alter their um, their vision. Yeah, their vision. It, they'll get, they insisted they'll still have creative freedom, but we'll have proper backing of a publisher um, that made worms essentially worms Armageddon. And well, the worms people. series. <laughs> which, yeah, which for I, making worms is a good uh, worms game. It's, I, God, if I could just think of the name of the publisher right now, but it's, um, it is in the article on the website, so. Yeah, go to dualscreenvision.com and see our article yeah. about our, uh, that thing. Plus, what, what's your other thing? Yeah, that was really fun. We played that at PSX. For those who don't know or didn't listen, uh, that is a third-person shooter, uh, adversarial multiplayer type game. It's like five on five where... In the middle of the area, like that you're in, there are lots of zombies. So you and zombie dogs. And zombie dogs. Did we see zombie dogs? Question: huh? Is it in the Resident Evil universe? Yes. Okay. That's it, the whole I was point. gonna say because for it's made by Capcom. Yeah, it's made by Capcom. Well, that's the whole point yeah. of it being a Umbrella right, Corps. Right. You play as someone in the Umbrella okay. Corps. 
or stars maybe or stars yeah i think i think it's going to be stars the umbrella corps well because when we were playing adversarial on at psx it looked like we were all just umbrella corps yeah like all i don't think they want to go stuff like that if they could work out like stars versus is it canon or is it just like an external it's it's made by capcom well within the resident evil series well bobby there's there's if it's going to be something like adversarial combat, there's going to be a lot of different outcomes. You don't know what's canon or what's. I don't it, think it's going to be canon story wise. It takes place. I actually don't know what they're doing. With the, the main story, story might be. But canon, it takes but... place in the Resident Evil universe. Right. But it's an adversarial, like five on five type of thing, or team on team. But if they, I think if they could work out like stars versus umbrella core, that'd be really that cool. If that's not already what they're doing, I've seen because we've played in just this this various like warehouse looking like oh there's boxes and yeah it was like a lab umbrella lab type yeah like a lab type of setting and and cages and stuff here and there with zombies i've seen all kinds of backdrops now like with um almost looking like the village that leon was in in resident evil 4 um dogs jumping out well why wouldn't you make that game have take all your iconic take all your iconic stages and put them in there what we have different opinions on what's iconic Resident Evil. Yes, I'm not saying that would be the number one. I'm saying that would be one of them As for the most Resident Evil fans. Casualized Resident Evil. Yes, that would be quite appropriate. <laughs> it didn't casualize it. It dude it, it, it broke it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, there's um, a difference. I'll stop. Bro. <laughs> I'll stop digging my grave there. Um, mm, but I yeah, agree. no, I'm very excited for Millipore. The the gameplay looks very fun. Um, the added element of environment attacking you in the form of zombies and monsters like dogs and stuff like that. It's very very interesting. I agree. I like having a third, like a third that neutral hating party. Yeah, the melee that was ice pick. Was that ice pick melee thing? Yeah. It's called the brainer. Yeah, it was really great. Um, you good? Yeah. Was, right. So those, those were my obvious ones. So yeah, my like, my first one is pretty obvious to those who know me, which is XCOM Two is actually in a few weeks. Um, actually in a week from today. No, tomorrow, Friday, next Friday. Um, I'm a big fan of XCOM. I'm a big fan of the new XCOM, and this is just seems to be more of not the same. They made one interesting choice that made most people not realize it. The first, the last one was on consoles. This one they made a PC only because they said the consoles had too many technical limitations, mm. and so they couldn't do a lot of their things that they wanted to do. So they're That's like, screw it, we'll just make it a PC only. Uh, I, I do. A really cool. It's good to see them stick by their guns, yeah. Exactly. And and now, now I do wonder if it's because the install base for the consoles were so low. But on the other hand, anecdotally, personally, I I heard a lot of people really like playing XCOM on console. So I I don't know the numbers on that, but but I I I really hope it works out for them in the long run. I already pre-ordered that shit, and I'm so excited. So uh, that's my first one. How about you, Bobby? You got another one? Uh. If not, you can pass. Um, I'm going to say go ahead and uh, tell, or say Zootopia. Um, <laughs> what? The furries are coming. Yeah, but beyond that. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm excited too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't, what is Zootopia for those who don't know? It's uh, Disney's next uh, animated movie coming out in March. I can't think of the real estate right now. But uh, it looks incredible because mostly they're going back to their roots about doing talking animals and everything. And mm-hmm. yes, there's a big joke about furries because furries are in the internet. And that's hey, they started the Yeah, right. Well, it's and great because it harkens, fox. Well, it's, it, it's cause it harkens back to pretty much Robin Hood where they're upright talking animals who are wearing, you oh, know. Oh, it's got that oh, sly, vaguely sedu- seductive look on his face. <laughs> But um, I don't think I'm under NDA disclosure, so whatever. Um, I did already see it, actually, as an access screening audience. 
And it, for what it was, uh, without spoiling anything, it was actually a lot of really solid, oh, Red Dawn, yeah. right? Really good, solid adult jokes that I was very surprised that Disney decided. To also, go with. if you've experienced a thing, you're not anticipating it, fucker. No, because I want to see it again. But no, but no, no, no. I want to see it. Is it not the final version? No, I was a oh. test screen audience. They, they were like a full uh, script. Yeah, okay. a lot all of right, it, all right. Also, a lot of it was still like storyboard. I didn't see it fully rendered. A lot of scenes okay. were not fully rendered. I'll give you that. Um, if you, yeah, right. <laughs> watching, um, watching them. That's go fair. I didn't explain that. That's fine. Um, there could be scenes they took out, scenes they added, whatever. Um, but it's there's some funny things they could only do get away with for because they're animals. And if you translate it to humans and you think about it as an adult, I'm like, oh wow, that's really funny. Is that one example <laughs> you can tell us about? Um, yeah, they go to a nudist colony. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah, because you can, go to a nudist colony. You, you can just show that as a as a as, <laughs> as, a, as a kids yeah. movie, yeah. as because they're animals. Yeah, but that, some, that is a really smart way to make that, that they joke. Do, clever movie. camera tricks and everything. And one of the one of the main characters, Judy Hopps, she's she's a rabbit, and then one of the, the her her partner or whatever. Yeah, I don't, well, she kind of is. Yeah. It's, she kind of. I got the impression she's, she's voiced like by what's Snow. her face from uh, she's Snow White and Once Upon a Time. I don't know. Okay, anyways, um, and she's like this aspiring like um, I she's should, a cop. Like, she wants to be a cop. Right. The, that's another thing I want to get into. This movie is more about like kind of gender roles and like sex, or pretty much because. Which allusions to animals because she is Disney movies a, about sex is right because <laughs> she is a small little rabbit from a small farm. Well, the rabbits they make that joke. There's lots of kids, but she wants to be a big city cop. So she whatever she goes to the tech and no one takes her serious because she's Aww. just a little rabbit. They're like you can't do anything. So her first job is actually placing or getting down with parking tickets, mm-hmm. and she went through this whole thing. She's really good at her test, but everyone's like, you're a girl, you're a rabbit. We don't need you. I know, it's any... the struggles yeah, of habits. It's... <laughs> but, uh, Sexist and racist. It's like, it's like being a social commentary without actually yeah, a social the whole, commentary. Yeah, and we were actually talking about that in the focus group, too, because one, one girl was talking about that, and she actually really enjoyed that. It was kind of fresh and also very current with what's going on in the world right now between with rights and, and even uh, 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 races still being a thing, apparently, in 2016. Apparently. <laughs> so, like, it's strangely, like, a very deep movie, if you if you really think about it. But, I mean, you're going to go see it in March, and the toys are out now. You They're also adorable. You're going to go see it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, I totally forgot about this until I was scrolling through the video game releases of 2016. Um, Cuphead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really yeah. excited for that because I love, oh I my love God. those old style yeah. cartoons. to elaborate. Okay, so Cuphead is a it's it's a run and gun platformer. It's uh, what do you want to know? It's based, I don't know anything. It's give give like, her the blurb. Okay. Give her the the equivalent of the blurb from your point of view. From my point of view, okay, so. Basically, Cuphead... You know blank? It's like that, only blank. Yeah, Cards Against Humanity, this shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, Cuphead is being developed by Studio MDHR. It's a, it's their first game they're ever producing. It's um, it's kind of based off these 1930s cartoons, that cartoony style. Nice. Uh, kind of in that Technicolor. And you play as uh, Cuphead, which... It's a character. It's a character so, that is this little, is literally like a little dude with a cup for a head. And uh, he loses a bet with the devil and has to go and uh, repay his debt. You know, the um, age-old story and, of a cup human. You know, yeah, I was about to say, this is kind of an age-old story. It's <laughs> like and all this. Just put oh, X object on X thing. So, so, uh, so the base is, you know, you go and you 
basically you fight these bosses and you, you have an infinite number of lives and you, you retain uh, items between between fights but yeah it's it's um, the animation is I've been watching them produce this slowly on like Tumblr and all these other platforms and it's uh it's it's absolute gorgeous nice. I, I can't wait it's hand drawn isn't it yeah it's like hand drawn it's all hand drawn yeah. art, uh, art is the kicker yeah. like cuz there's so many ways like all these indie titles and stuff can can I is it like yeah it's an indie game yeah. like all these indie titles and all these new newer games can can do the the old school look and all the cool stylistic like doesn't really take that much work but still looks good like the gameplays are can all kind of be somewhat the same. There's but no, the art style is such a kicker yeah. almost always. It's like that looks pretty. Like I'm sure there's like multiple things that are kind of like Hyperlight Drifter, but that's the one that, st that stands out. Yeah. It's like oh my god, that's gorgeous. Oh my god, I like that. I want to play that. It looks cool. Well, and because like at its core, it's basically this: you're jumping up and down, you're shooting the boss. I mean, you like I said, you have an infinite number of lives. It's not the, really the gameplay so much as the the animation that it blends so seamlessly the original 1930s repetitive style of characters moving in these really funky ways. Up, this, and down, up, up and down. Up and down. Up and down. That is literally like the game. Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Think of that. How very, like the ship and and like the the, the smokestacks. Everything was like whistling and moving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything moves. Everything. <laughs> moves and it's just so cool like all these little bosses and just jumping up and down there's this um there's this one character i i don't i don't i think she's a boss but she's like this mermaid with an octopus for her hair and like you can see That's her cool. spin and her hips like move and it's just it's really cool i i cannot wait cannot wait nice nice sarah Oh, okay. Well, I'll get into VR then, because that's a thing in 2016 that I'm looking forward to. I mean, the Oculus already has its official release date. Um, you know, our, our buddies um, pre-ordered that, which should come out in March? Should come out in March is what I hear. Right? Yes, I okay. believe so. No, so, April, April, I think. I think it's I early April into March. March, somewhere. But okay, at any rate, um, April, March is when the actual Oculus Rift should be out. That is open for pre-order right now. That is how set in stone that is. I have to give yeah. them props. For spearheading that, for for being the pioneers of that industry, the the price point is very high. I know that I disagree. Lucky, I think that's I know that Palmer Lucky and you and the people behind it who have a more realistic view of the actual expenses behind it do not believe it's overpriced at all. It is more than the projections people were making. It is more than the public was expecting. And I'm not just talking about a lot or expensive for like your average entitled gamer Joe who's like. You mean you're gonna charge me for the thing that costs you manpower and resources to make? I'm talking about like that is more than people reasonably thought it was gonna be. Well, I, I think their biggest misstep for Oculus Rift was they were kind of seen as the mid-range. They were seen as oh well, VR, uh, PSVR, PlayStation is gonna be kind of the one attached to the PlayStation. It's gonna be I relatively. Really my bottom range, to be honest. It's gonna. No, nah, most people saw the PlayStation one as the bottom range because it's limited to the console. It can't be any more powerful than the console. There's no physical way for that to happen. Whilst most gaming Where's PCs, Xboxes? what? Where's Xboxes? Well, the Hololens. Oh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's a it, whole different thing. Away. Again, where is it? it, it it's a different thing. That's not what they're doing. But can 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 you not derail me? Yeah. All right. So my turn. Talking about your subject. <laughs> so I as I was trying to say, PlayStation VRs can only be as strong as the system itself. So there's no reason to make it a super, super, super high-end thing. So it should be probably the lowest end of all the items. Oculus Rift is being made in conjunction with Facebook, which is seen a relative seen as a relatively casual and environment. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, Oculus kind of it has been seen as the all man's VR. And I think 
the only misstep they made was deciding to make it as at a, the high quality they did. I'm not saying that it's not worth the six hundred dollars that they're pay that they're charging for it, especially because I think it comes with the two to controllers. To be fair, I haven't tried it beyond the scope of the development developers kit too. Well, um, we didn't we haven't tried any trade show at any convention mm, or anything like that. Like no. we have the other systems. But, the but well, consider this: you, you paid three fifty for the dev kit. Four fifty. Four four fifty? Yes. No, it was. It was four fifty. Okay, well, this includes or that. No, no it was three fifty. No, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was for something with shipping. So it was. It was four with shipping. Sorry, so so the current the new one is six hundred, but that comes with those two fancy controllers and the trackers for the controllers, which those controllers are pretty freaking detailed themselves. I'll believe it when I try. Well, that's true. But um, I don't think their price point is unreasonable. I just think they shot too high, not just for their price point, but for the actual item they for were the making. Market. Yeah, because like Steam, when you when you market to Steam, you know who you're marketing to. You're mostly marketing to your pretty hardcore only, PC. mostly PC gamers. When you market to all PC people and Facebooky type people, you're like, okay, we're getting to every man. So I thought they should have they should have scaled it back, not made everything as powerful, and and brought it back and let. Let HTC be the high end, PSVR be the be the low end, and then be the other. I don't think they can afford though to have HTC come out and then have a lower price point than them. See, I no, I think they won't. Well, I, I, I mean, think Oculus should have come out. Have, have HTC come out, have a better product than them because let's not lie to ourselves here. It's it's better. Or oh, the HTC. You know we didn't try the consumer version. You know what? I'm not qualified. I haven't tried the actual final consumer version of Oculus, but my theory is it's going to be. From what I've seen of the Vive, it's going to be better. I think they're different beasts. Both better and cheaper. Well, they don't want to do that. So the, they want to at least shoot for being as good. I would say that just the number one easily pointable thing to point at is that the Oculus is made to be only used while you're sitting in your chair doing your things or, or in a very stationary position as opposed to the Vive, which is made for walking around or six by six. or doing that. Or, or sitting in your chair, either way. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see some more, but I, I think we're talking about too many ethereal things. That's fine. I mean, wait, we've talked an awful lot about the Oculus. That's ironically True. the only one I have no real plans to get because we've, we've tried the crap out of the developer's kit. It's been fine. It's been good. I've been very, very happy about it. I, but from what I've seen from the uh, PlayStation VR and from the Vive especially, I'm way more excited for those. I plan to have both of those. I know they have announced that there will be exclusive games to the Oculus, but I believe that mo the yeah. majority of games that will work on the Oculus will work on the Vive unless they're specific exclusive. It's, it's going to be like a war. There's going to be exclusives and other things. But the, other way, but the other way around won't necessarily work because the technology of the Vive allows you to move around while the Oculus doesn't really. Yeah, the Vive is going to have that edge on their technology. is going to But it's going it to be much, it's going to be seven or eight hundred bucks though. It's going to make it all right. We'll see about that. Um, Minimum six. Their technology is going to make it much more palatable to certain games and to certain things. Um... Actually, to my knowledge, all the games that have been demoed so far on the Vive, I don't think are on any of the others, to be honest. No, no there is no crossover like, yet. Um, oh, God, it's the brush one. It was like... The paint. It has a name, though. Damn it, it has a name. Um, but, and it deserves to be named. The, their, their paint, their paint project. Um, there's a similar the one. The HTC Vive one? Yes. The one that the Disney artist demoed? Yes. Yeah, it's a gorgeous video. Yeah, well, well, why don't you let me vamp for a second? So, while, while you're <laughs> doing that... Tilt brush. Okay. Tilt brush. Made by... Tilt Okay, good. Tilt brush. Tilt brush. There's apparently an equivalent for Oculus. There's, oh, yeah. there's... I would, I would hope a so. A quote-unquote right. heavy, bold, italic quotes equivalent. 
um, for, for the Oculus as well, which is cool, but the, the vibe. The vibe, though. Till, I agree. Till, till fresh, though. Yeah. Yeah. All done? No. So, here's something cool. Here's something cool to think about. It's, and essentially, another thing I'm looking forward to is Witness. The Witness. No, then you fucking wait your turn. The Witness. Like, kind of like a, um... What? Why are the you... Talos Principle. Like, like, very pretty environment, but puzzles. Um, the creator of which was quoted as saying, not going to happen on VR. No interest in VR. Tried the vibe. Almost like, like, just Ron's reaction with the vibe was like, oh, I kind of want to make the game from that now. Now, the, the jury's still out on that. There's been articles coming out saying, like, he will or he won't. But he was apparently very, very impressed by that technology and by the vibe. Um, that's almost made him, you know, go to that side to say, hey, this game could work on VR, so maybe we'll make it. Is The Witness just developed by one person? No, it's not developed by one person. It's, um, it's, it's developed by a studio. It's, it's more people. Um... But, yeah, You're really bad at this. It's very similar to the Talos principle, in at least from what I've seen and what I've gathered. It's not out yet, obviously, but it's beautiful, and it mainly the gameplay revolves around um, it revolves around like puzzles, solving those. Like in Myst, um, or there's never been a game of. that revolves around solving puzzles. Like portal and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a very good, very well rendered game that's just, oh, go to this area, here's a puzzle. Go to the next area, here's a puzzle. Oh. The gentleman in question oh. who's making said decisions is Jonathan Blow. <laughs> Jonathan Blow, evidently. All is, of your is the man making that call. Okay. All, all of your descriptors are far too generic and uninteresting. You need to be more specific. About okay. Because pre pretty well made things are just pretty well made. You're right. Yeah. Um, I am instance, I'm pretty well made. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty generic. You could be pretty in whatever way. You could be literally anything, so, right? It's true. I could be an octopus. So my my next game I'm excited for for, for <laughs> <laughs> It's canon. It is uh, Dark Souls 3. Uh, so from some from, from from software. From software is the name of the studio. Um, wait, but from what software? Well, you did a dick. All right. So um, I, there, that's coming out in April. I'm very excited for that. Uh, it will be on uh, all three systems, which is great. I played the beta at PSX a little bit. It is real fun. I hope their multiplayer beta that is supposedly, I think, coming out sometime soon. Um, I hope I get some more time with that. But uh, I, I, if you play, got to keep a kill counter in the home. Right? Yeah. While well, while well, at the convention, they kept a kill right, counter, a big, counter, a big like, um, yeah, death counter. You're right. A big like um, supermarket ticket number at the thing is just so every time somebody died they clicked on a bunch of deaths. It was great. Um, but so Dark Souls three sequel to Dark Souls one and two obviously. Um, when I played it, the biggest impression I got was that they really updated the combat system to be a little bit more fluid and feel a little bit more like uh, Bloodborne. Uh, give it that Bloodborne finesse and feel. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Hey, people like Bloodborne. I know. I hey, too. casuals like oh, Bloodborne. Okay. But, uh, you should make it more like Bloodborne. But um, they... Uh, now you made me lose my point. I hope they <laughs> I hope they make they improve the multiplayer. I really, really do. Because the way the multiplayer interaction works in all the Dark Souls and the Bloodborne game is really, really rough. And it's purposefully made that way so that you're not encouraged to multiplayer constantly. But those games are so fun multiplayer, and they're so much easier that way. So, But I'll move on because no one here is interested in Dark Souls 3. So, Bobby, <laughs> what's for, your next thing? Um, any information and potentially release date for the, for the Nintendo NX? 
Okay, so you're excited. Do you think it's going to be 2016? What? I don't think it's going to be 2016 in a million there's, years. I think it would have been right now. They're yeah. saying due to the due to the like leaked or people love digging. I don't know how people find these, but patents so yeah. far, there is a patent for the a mobile like version, like a handheld almost, like the next 3DS. Yeah. But same thing, but a console for next year. So it's going to be kind of like what the PSV did. Wait, it's next year, 2016 or 2017? Then fuck off, because that's no, not the handheld will be this year. I'm, oh, is it? Yeah, the parent, they Nintendo's confirmed they're gonna release like show it off before E3. Okay. And then at E3, obviously they'll probably do their uh, internet video. The thing, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, last year was amazing. I I will tell you <laughs> that I think I will probably try to get it on the ground floor on the next big mobile uh, hardware release. Right, because. Nintendo, I think, should ship to almost straight mobile because that's where they're strong. That's where their market's at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I. The market's gotta get to school. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah. I like PlayStation. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to sound a fanboy. But they're different. But when you go out in the wild, would you see more of a 3DS or like? That does not speak to quality hey. or. No, it's not quality or yeah. anything like that. But that there is no their market. Fans. Correct. Yeah. All here. <laughs> like no, no, families no. know that Nintendo is the handheld, yeah. handheld family it, device. It is, is a shame because. Um, the the Vita was su- is such yeah, an amazing no, I, I quality piece of it hardware. Is really cool. oh, I have well, we have two yeah. of them. No, and, we have one. And it's had the well, second the was had the too. second screen option for PS4. Yeah, it acts as a PS4 controller even. Like it's a lot what the Nintendo Wii does. It, it's but, a like, shame that it's going to be the last PlayStation hardware we're going to see. You think see. so? Oh, really? Yeah, def hundred percent. Yeah, they're done. You mean mobile hardware? That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. that's that's yeah. interesting. No, yeah, they're they're not going to. I I would. If before 2020, uh, PlayStation released a mobile piece of hardware, right. I would be extremely surprised. Because I believe in five years they'll forget and right. be like, we should try that again. But I, I I know that they were beat so severely by Nintendo mm-hmm. with the hardware sales in every region practically, right. including Japan, by such a wide margin um, that uh, it's just I don't think they're going to be mm-hmm. viable. Especially considering the PlayStation division has only been the profitable division of Sony for a while now, and or the most profitable division, and they're even going to maybe spin it off because of that. Um, so, but kind of going off of that, so, just Nintendo stuff. So Nintendo stuff. Oh, I'm so. the token Nintendo guy. Yeah, that's fair, fair. Like the new Zelda is supposed to be potentially open world. Is it Yeah. Uh, potentially it like. No, sorry, it's only seven almost, almost Skyrim like uh, open world, and it just sounds really cool. Really good twist on like with. The, what what previous Zelda that would titles, be great. where it kind of was open world, but on a linear stature to where like yeah. here You're you, found, you, you traveled traces. this far and you found this thing, can't do anything yet yeah. because we want you to do something first before we get here. Whereas to the next Zelda is supposed to be almost like, you see those mountains, you want to go and do something in those mountains, go do it. I think I know the topic of our next podcast. We should, we should, when we're, well, I want to think about this, I don't want answers today. But I think we should talk about, because there's, I don't think, anything big coming out besides XCOM and the but Division beta. Deadpool. Before the next I podcast. No, 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 no. It, it, We will record our next podcast the day before Deadpool. Um, but uh, we should come up with each a one or two gaming franchises that we want the next sequel made by a different studio. So that's you right. want the next Zelda that, made that's by a uh, well for my people. Let me finish. Uh, the next so the next um, the next Zelda made by Bethesda. You know, yeah. stuff like, like okay. something like that. <laughs> oh, so you so you let me finish no, and I actually like, get to think about think about my experience with survival horror franchises being made by new studios does not bode well for those things usually. What about a Silent Hill made by From Software? 
<laughs> See, while we're wishing here and and putting ponies on our wish list, then yes, I will bite. Anyway, so so we'll think about that. We'll come with that next time. But uh, Ryan, you're... oh man, there there is one thing that I remember, but it's not really video game or uh, movie related. I'm sure. We'll spit it out uh, and we'll move on. Okay, okay. I'm really excited that Barbie is releasing. Um, Mattel is releasing new doll sizes. Basically, they're releasing instead of just the regular, you know, tall, silly, and pretty Barbie. They have petite and they have uh, that's they have cool. Curvy Barbie. I didn't know about that. Yeah, no, they are. Wow. They are. They're coming out with a whole new set of that's really different cool. sized dolls. Wow, for, Mattel props. Yeah, dude, totally. Dude, props has to Hasbro has been has blow. Like Hasbro's dude, yeah. really shitty right now. They're falling behind. And as someone who's a Transformers fan, like they started messing up, especially with the Jurassic Park toys. Yeah. But this is great for Mattel. Mattel is stepping oh it up. God. They have all of these different uh, skin tones. You know, they've changed the facial sculpts. It is just... I've, I've taken, a, taken a peek at some of the dolls and they're just really nice. 27 straight nail. I might buy one. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. No, no, that's cool. That's so, really cool. Well, I, I want to support that, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's really neat. Sarah? What? Highly collectible. It's your turn. Keep them in our things. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> Fine, I will go no, with that. No, I'm next. excited about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I just nothing else in the floor. Okay, okay, fine. I'll hit the I'll uh, the um the indie list here. Go ahead. Um, Hyperlight Drifter, obviously. Yeah, we've been waiting. Oh, let's check the calendar here. How long? Is yeah. That? Well. So I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, I'm leaving that at that. Well, we played it. I mean, it's not like we, we don't yes, believe we it exists. Yes, we played it. But when is it coming? Oh, when it's ready. So, TM trademark oh, by Blizzard. What about Deadpool? Just the movie. Well, we'll we'll get there. I wanted. I'm not. Yeah. Well, we're I'm talking about movies. So too. Much. Okay. Media. Um, Headlander. Obviously. Yeah. No, one at a time. Jesus Christ. Do you not understand how the system works? We're okay, doing one at a time. We're going in a circle. Okay. Good. So I am excited for Persona Five. Um, I will need to borrow a PS3 from somebody named Ryan. And, okay. uh, I mean, and is it only coming out for PS3? It is. Yeah. It's supposedly Ooh, it's now. Oh no no no! According to this, actually, it says PS4 now. Well, it was get it on PS3. then I will get a PS3. You get PS3. PS3 because originally, when it was supposed to come out in end of 2015, because that was the original release date, it was PS3 only. You can come over and play ours. But uh, <laughs> start fucking go. Bobby I was thinking Bobby. that too. No, no, yeah. Oh, go Bobby, you PS3. Just, just pretend. Put a picture of you, yeah. like get a random stock image of some girl with nice tits, and be like. Give me a PlayStation! No, Bobby, just come over to my house and play. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you live nearby. You live near each other and you figured out, so. There you go. All right, Bobby. Got another thing? No, I'm good. Fucker. I mean, well, no, it's like, Okay, well, then I'll go down the rest like, of my list no, since you guys suck. Because, like, no, all this stuff is, like, very either very soon or just stuff that's, like, everyone's kind of already... It's like, we don't, like, Marvel movies we don't have to. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. We don't have to sit here and jerk off on okay. each, each one of them. You can just say, I'm excited for this thing, and then move okay. on. Is there another thing you're quickly excited for that you would like to... Star Wars Rogue One. It's okay, great. when's that coming? It, December. They're, they're oh, pretty much locked in. December is going to be Star Wars Good. I'll admit I'm very interested in that too. Not because I like Star Wars, just because the last movie was real good and I'm just mm-hmm. good with good cinema. So. Well, cool. what's great about this is going to be completely different. They're calling it kind of the a Save, Save Private Ryan Star Wars movie. Is it's, it going to be as... Uh, now... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go. I would want it to be rated R if it was going to be like uh, that. You know, it's, I know it never would be. It's right. a Disney movie and that's fine. For what audience? Two reasons. I know. It's P- one, it's PG-13 makes the most money, so it's remarkable. I, I, again, both but, of those I know. Yeah, but it's really exciting because now there's now that Star Wars Seven's kind of like drifted off the radar. Everyone's like, whatever. We've all we all know Han dies. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Spoilers! <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
I, I will have to. Shut up. Let me do my job. I'm working on it. My God. I don't know with you sometimes. Two months. Mark it up. Continue. I wasn't sure. Okay, whatever. No, it's going to be great because there's, one, it's going to be right like around before episode four. So there's going to be a lot of very episode four visuals to it. And including the reappearance rumors, very strong rumors, Darth Vader's going to come back. But uh, anyways, um, <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not huge fan. I'm not yes, but okay. is he supposed to come back as well? No, I haven't seen anything about that. He's gonna get his own movie, you know. Though. Why well, not? Well, I didn't know that. that. I didn't know it that. Doesn't matter if he's getting his own it's, movie. Like, he's still it's kind of yeah. It's exciting because they're apparently they're using the original molds and original like uh, costume replica of James Earl Jones or the guy who played the costume and everything. Versus the stupid suit that they designed for episode three, which looks really Where cool. is my super suit? Yeah. But uh and also the main character is also gonna be a woman, so it's kinda of yeah, like really cool. Since, yeah. Aside from Ray. Ta- because she's but... rumored to be episode eight. Yeah, rumored, not confirmed, yeah. and I won't be satisfied until But it's supposed to be like, you know, gritty and like round battles esque like kinda of, kind of what you see in Battlefront, but That'd be cool. Star Wars Battlefront the movie almost. It would be yeah. not it would be it would be interesting to see a more focused on um, smaller scales yeah. than than the Star Wars movies, right, exactly. like like almost an espionage movie yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's about like the it's the Lamester or whatever summary. It's about the crew who stole the, the Death Star plans and mm-hmm. gave it to Leia and the ship in Episode Four. Huh. So this is yeah. like a flashback kind of thing. It's a prequel. Yeah. Okay, I was really confused when you said Darth Vader's earlier. coming back because I was like, he died. Yeah. It's, it's, earlier yeah. it's technically, I guess, between yeah. three and four. Technically three and four, but I always say right before episode four. Right at the beginning yeah. of four, yeah. yeah. yeah so. Like, I want the movie to end how episode four starts. That would be really cool. It'd be really neat because then you could just easily pop in the next... But like a reshot? Yes. Yeah, almost. Yeah, that would, yeah, but the reshot at the very beginning would be really neat. So. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, do you have anything else? You, 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 you tapped? I'm tapped. Sarah, do you, are you tapped? Deadpool. Deadpool. I think we're all excited for Deadpool. It's Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, all yeah, that's okay. good. So one of the same. Right. So uh, next one for me is Last Guardian is actually confirmed to come out in 2016. Nice. Uh, PS4 exclusive, one single player adventure game uh, in the vein of Ico and uh, all those games. Ico's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that that's a that's a really really cool anticipated game. Not not much to talk about about it besides the fact that the giant bird dog is awesome and, mm. and weird. Um, it, it sure is a bird dog, but I mean, bird neither birds nor dogs are really anything I've been worked up about. So that was the failed uh, okay. Nickelodeon spinoff from Catalog. Fair. <laughs> Bobby, do you have anything else? No. Nah, All right, let me go down my list a little bit. Mass Effect Andromeda. Stop stealing my list. <laughs> you well, no, it isn't. It's on my list, and you saw it. I'm sorry. Cheater. I'm sorry. Who went to GameStop and switched all the Mass Effect three cases to be female? <laughs> Just because you're weird isn't my problem. Fuck you. But uh, sorry that you have a list. So we're we're all excited for Mass Effect Andromeda. I I have actually been pretty much in the dark about what it, the details of it, and I've been trying to keep it that way because I would new, rather go in. It's a new crew, right? Yeah, it it, it, it is. Yeah, it is, and I hope they keep it that way. Oh, so. I just thought of something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, see, she still hasn't seen the trailer. Oh man, I've seen gifts of the trailer. It still looks just as. Cr- it doesn't look like the type of thing I'm gonna like. That's because it isn't been revealed to be what it is. It's to be. It looks like girl gets so, trapped with a bunch of creepy. People. Yeah, that's the first no, few okay. minutes of the movie. I'm okay, pretty so sure. When they pitched the idea, it was originally called uh, something else. Something else, but the the movie title for a long time was called Valencia. 
And it's essentially kind of a, it's a horror movie. It's like a, not survival horror, but suspenseful horror, I guess. The girl and and the kid uh, got in a car accident, and then John John Goodman's character found them and took him in because something, a tragic accident happened um, outside. They're in a cellar, the entire, potentially the whole movie. Which I think is is J.J. Abrams being his whole like. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna no, be. I think I that's gonna be the first ten minutes. Right, but yeah. the thing that was really cool about this is it's been under wraps and kind of shadowed. It's by, all done. It's it's all done. It's all in the can and everything. And when the the trailer came out, surprisingly, like everyone like Cloverfield, like just out of nowhere, and it's coming out in March, and it's really yeah. soon, and it looks cool. And I did some like. There was a huge viral marketing for the first Cloverfield movie, so yeah. now now I'm trying to see if there's any viral marketing for this one. I went to the director's Instagram, and actually about maybe three, four months ago, he had a picture of a, of a Gundam model that he picked up from Comic-Con, and he said, oh, I finally got yeah, this finished. Giant well, let me finish. In the Instagram shot of this no. of him, just, you just casually go like, oh, I finally finished him. In that shot of his Gundam model, there's like these weird, creepy, almost Cloverfield-like monsters. There's at least like two or three of them surrounding him. And I'm like, that's so alluding to something right there. He's done the monster thing. Yeah. If it could just not be as simple as the monster, if they could have, like, oh, here's a Gundam. Or, like, like not not actually a Gundam, but, like... A mech, something. Well, like, because they did the whole... When Cloverfield came out, uh-huh. I was like, is it a new Godzilla? Is no, they were thinking Voltron. Voltron was the longest thing. Oh, Voltron. fair enough. But, yeah. I mean, like, if they could be, like, this is not Gundam or Voltron, right. but this is a giant robot. Yeah, thing. that'd be amazing. That'd be... Oh. So, and, sorry. Well, I heard that initially it wasn't even shot as a Cloverfield movie. It's a script. Sorry. Initially, it wasn't even shot as a Cloverfield movie. It was shot as something else, and then they maybe did... Re- now, that has that been confirmed? That, I can't remember. Because I, 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 I heard I it was exactly it was potentially either a misdirection where they initially shot it as something yeah. else so that no one would know it was Cloverfield, it was, and then added the Cloverfield at the end, or that it was shot as something else, and then they were like, let's make it a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, it was kind of like a... Not an indie movie, because it definitely has some good stars in it, but it definitely did have a very low budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 the way the trailer played out for uh, me, it felt like each of those shots wasn't much like most movies where you feel like that was a piece of a scene. Those felt like scenes, completely. That's what they did with Star Wars. Exactly. The very first time they shot off Star Wars, everything was from the beginning of that movie on Planet Chaku. Exactly, and so I, I have a feeling that it is that sort of misdirection where they're like, okay, this is the movie. And they're like, no, but it's really the first right, 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Because as as much as I think J.J. Abrams could easily do a... He's just producing... A, a one-room, or even... Or, or that crew could make a one-room suspenseful thing. I think that's going to be the misdirection. Is mm-hmm. That's going to be the first maybe quarter of the movie. <laughs> and then it's going to be her escaping and running away and and either... And something happening at that point. Right. I, just, I know the, the, the tag, the kicker, when I was seeing like gifts or something of the, the preview was like... Something about how, like, oh, different kind of monster, or, like, not all monsters, or something like that. That is the subtitle, and then it just cuts, yeah. And it just cuts to, like, John Goodman, and I'm just thinking, like, some kind of creepy predator. But the trailer ends with her opening the door. Well, she doesn't look, oh, she opens up the cellar door, not, like, the, kind of like a, a it's a double There was thing. light. She's looked outside, we as the audience don't know what she's seeing. But Correct. she obviously sees something tragic. Very suddenly body. disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So... The the thing is is I would find it to be such a uninteresting movie to be like oh there's a bad thing out there we've seen here if that was that discovery and that right. was the end of it or even that being the end of the movie that doesn't seem their style yeah. especially with the Cloverfield movie to be like oh, it's the end of the movie where right. she saw the exterior and now the because that when you think of the structure of a story when you go okay 
somebody discovering the bad thing outside in a suspenseful movie is going to have to be the climax. And if you're going for that style of closed door, everyone's in the one bunker for the most of the movie, almost Kimmy Schmidt, but only the first half of the first episode. <laughs> you know, if it's going to be like that, then then you can't reveal that in the trailer that way. You can't. It, it ruins it. So knowing that they are revealing that already makes me believe that that's super early because right. there's no logical reason from a creator standpoint to show that climactic moment if it's the towards the second half of the movie. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Especially considering that we know that the people who made the trailer are of quality and yeah. skill. So, um, Also, I heard an interesting idea that maybe the Cloverfield is going to be a series, not not of the sort of Cloverfield-like like Godzilla, yeah. but more of like Twilight Zone. Like, oh, Cloverfield oh, means yeah. a crazy, weird, maybe alien-related, maybe wow. not thing. But, but the idea of... Hey, the first one was Cloverfield was a giant monster. Maybe this one's some other type of monster. Maybe the next one's going to be something very, very different. And so that the Cloverfield might not be in the Godzilla sense, but in the, like I said, Twilight Zone or the Grave... What, what's the one with the creepy guy that they're bringing back with Memo Chum on? Keeper. thank you. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like that. That style where they're like, okay, these are all not linked in any way, but they have a similar theme. Are you of sorts. Stuff like that. Goosebumps. Exactly like that. So... Yeah, that would be cool if if Cloverfield was ideally like the next Goosebumps. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, Bobby, Sarah, do you have anything on your list next? Because you would be next in turn. You'd be next in turn. No, Bobby was last. Next in two. Lego next in Okay, just say no then. All right. So um, I'll go over a few real quick. Um, uh, Quantum Break for Xbox One is a game that I have been looking forward to for a little while because it's kind of supposedly supposed to be the killer app for Xbox yeah. One, and I bought one. So I'm interested in that time. You gotta do something on I like slow time gunplay, all that shit, and this one seems to make it a little more interesting. Where instead of just using time as a as a tool in your environment, it's actually a weapon that you use against people. So that's kind of neat. Um, the division, but we're gonna play the beta on that this weekend, probably both Bobby and I, and we'll talk about that next time. So um, there is the new Legend of Zelda this year. You talked about that. We played some Far Cry Primal at PSX. I'm not interested in buying that. Are you, Primal? I was interested a, in playing the demo at PXX. That's where it kind of ends. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Crackdown 3. I was a big fan of Crackdown 1. 2 was okay. 3 is supposed to come out this year. Uh, no Man's Sky. Anybody? Anybody? Or are we just all burnt out? Poor, or uh, a spore. Yeah. Like, the hype is going to be a lot more fun than the actual game. No, I agree. <laughs> That's I, a really good example. No, that is yeah. a perfect example. Yeah. Um, uh, another one, I don't know. I, none of you are big into this game. Deus Ex. Um, I, it's been a series I've been a big fan of for you for 15, well, 20 years since the original game. PC one. Um, it has a lot to do with aliens and tech and, and the uh, moral cybernetic moral implications of cybernetic enhancements and things like that. And so uh, the new one, Mankind Divided, takes the last one, Human Revolution, and I think is just going to expand upon the really interesting story that they did. Uh, Firewatch is a mystery. Is a mystery and seems really That's cool. That's the really cool. Like cell shaded red and pink and white and brown. It's almost low, is it low poly? Kind of. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's cell shaded yeah, in that okay. sense. It looked, I remember seeing the um, trailer. I don't know enough about Star Fox, but but I always love Star Fox. Yeah, it that looks cool. What they're gonna do. And and I think this year I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get into Danganronpa one and two before three comes out. Because no, there, nobody knows what Danganronpa is. is. Because I like because I like the idea of that style of game. A I I'm not. 
So the anime niche, the the oh let's have I mean, our like persona. So yeah, kind of I, I like I, I like those interpersonal, not dating sim, but that that type I was of field. Say a dating sim, but it's, it's a game. The interpersonal relationship sim combined with some story of some sort. Do you know what Danganronpa's plot is? Yes. Yeah. It's actually really interesting I know, it's of super sorts. Super anime. So the mm-hmm. idea of Danganronpa from what, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing I'm from from I'm hearing from different things is long story short they the the school is they're, they're brought together I'm, I'm mixing up two i'm mixing up nine ninety nine nine doors and or six 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 doors and danganronpa i'm pretty sure it's danganronpa is full of children who are or children high schoolers who are specialized extremely like almost autistically in certain things like i'm a tech idiot or i'm a you know, I'm really good with animals, or I'm really knowledgeable about history in this specific thing. They're almost autistic in that sense, and they bring them together. And if Savanti. I were Savanti, Savanti, that yeah. um, that is a much more appropriate way to yes, put it. A... Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot the word. You know what I meant. And you know, I wasn't implying that yeah. autistic. We, there were no, you know. there were no negative connotations and to what I was saying. Okay, so um, and they come together, and then they are forced to work out who is murdering them. Oh, um, okay, so. No, is it the bear? I mean, partially. Is it the bear? Because they have to work out. I guess it's, it, I well, he's on the okay. bear. The bear is the mascot being used by the perpetrator. Yes, yes. The um, the plot of the game is that uh, there are some odd number of children who are Savanti in these things, and they're uh, they are kidnapped, kidnapped, quote unquote, and brought into this school. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but they uh, basically it is either you stay here and live the rest of your lives here peacefully, or you murder somebody, and if you murder somebody successfully and they don't catch you in the trial, you get to leave, and everybody else dies. But if you get caught, you get executed. Um, that's the entire premise of the game. So, so that is interesting to me, and I kind of want to try it out. So, and then the next one is coming out in natural school kids and a murdery sub t- subplot. It's not really supernatural. Yeah, though. it's very, it's it's actually very practical considering um, yeah. there is no there is no supernatural. Also, morbid it. subplot. It's incredibly morbid. Yes, um, which is just straight up reminding me of Persona. But yeah, like fine. if you recolored because all of the blood in the without game the combat though, pink, if you recolored everything, it was incredibly bloody. Yeah. But but as opposed to Persona, Danganronpa doesn't have a combat system, it's a story. Yeah. It's just a it's just it's a multi choose your own adventure in essence. It's so like Phoenix, right? This is also yes. This is also the well, yes. This is also the first one not that is coming to console. What? He's no. doing oh, oh. He's doing the adventure. I mean Danganronpa was on PSP. Console. Home console. Oh. The, the hand consoles are you're considered traditional consoles okay. or handles. Um and last but definitely not least, Overwatch. Yeah. yeah, so... I was going to say Overwatch, but... Yeah, but what? I mean, we're all excited. We've all, we all, we've all played it. We talked about it. It's great. I'm very excited for it. It was one of those games, like Evolve, that I'm like, oh, it's a multiplayer game that I'm going to get bored of. Cause it, but Didn't it was so much fun. So much fun. The characters are so diverse, and the mechanics when you played them were so different that you just... When you changed, you're like, oh, it's kind of like a new game. And yeah. just, it, it made it really interesting. So. It took what was great about TF2 before it was a hat simulator and yeah. made it better. You're, you're, you're right. You're right, it did, because they have a lot of the things... Yeah. Like, you know, I almost, I, I, let me rephrase, I'm not almost, I will be totally okay if they monetize Overwatch with skins and hats. I, I couldn't give a shit skins? about that. Skins, yes, because they're doing that whole, if you pre-order now. Yeah, you get well, they're already going to do skins. They're right? overlord, overlord, overwatch, hats. 
Um, Might be worth like pre-war skin set, and it looks great. It looks amazing over your mom. But like, I mean, I, I wouldn't care. Or even Dota, where like, I want to see like mini movies or or like the characters. Like, like, yeah, so did, like the Well, yeah. that's that's because it was that's the Source Engine and things. Yeah. Blizzard would have to release some tools to allow the Why those not? models. I'm not saying they couldn't, but. Blizzard, they actually have a history of cooperating with machinima mm-hmm. artists and yeah. things of like that, that nature. I mean, those characters, they're all very diverse and intriguing. They I are. want to see some shorts yeah. on them. No, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm sure Blizzard... And I would love to see some in shorts. Itty bitty, yellow ponytail. Yeah, 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 I, I, I believe we probably Ooh, will see shorts. something along the lines oh, of the... Oh, shorts, shorts. <laughs> you know how the TF2 did those, like, shorts every yeah, six months absolutely. about that? I imagine they're going to do Make something... The, Maybe, yes. I don't think, because they have too many people, I don't think it's going to be as much production value-y, but I think they're probably either at release or over time as a marketing tool. Yeah, Yeah, especially for the more popular ones, so. Um, That pretty much concludes most of my list. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm good. Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Oh. You know, more I'm just saying, it's coming out. No, no, good good point. What I saw, I was actually turned 180. I didn't really care for it, and then the stuff that I saw for the D23 looked really, really fun. Well, so good. I'm excited for it. Any uh, non 2016 topics or anything anybody wants to talk about before we start closing up? No, nah, bro. I'm tired. We're no. all tired. I know. The, the bugs going around here. Fair enough. We're all sitting around the fire. So, so since we don't have Miguel for his ultimatum, why well, don't I, I'm gonna come up with Miguel's old ultimatum? So it's Glenn Old Tomatoes. Yes, Old Tomato. Glenn's Old Tomatoes. Um, so, so if if there was one thing in 2016 that you could stop from coming out because you think it is going to be either bad or a dirge upon humanity, what would it be? Jesus Christ! Oh, Trump. <laughs> I'll take Trump. I'll accept right, it. Good night, everybody. Hey, hey. <laughs> you, you, you said it first, so no, I'll let. No, no, no. So many, the thing is, you're not going to piss anyone off that I respect with that. There's plenty of people I can list off games, shows, movies, and I'm like, oh, no, no, but that was personal. <laughs> any new season of any kind of reality show ever. Yeah, just do away with just that. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. We've got social media now. We don't need fucking yeah, reality. That's, that's reality. So, I, mine. Would be I do not believe that they should re-release all the Pokemon games this year. They're doing that for the 20th anniversary. They're releasing blue and red. Yeah. Red, blue, and yellow. Yeah, yeah red, red, blue, and yellow. Yes, yeah. I, I think with Pokemon Go, they shouldn't do that. I think they should focus their money, effort, and time on that. Yeah, I'm money. money. I know. I, I'm telling you, if I had the choice, this is what I would choose. So what's your oh, what's your answer, Bobby? Do you have one? Yeah, I said reality shows. Re- I'm being serious about that. So just reality shows in general? General, yes. Okay. I mean, there's no upside. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. Okay, so Ryan, do you have anything? Oh, I forgot about Sly Cooper. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, you forgot okay, okay, but, but, that's but, 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 that's, but. Is it animated? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Ratchet and Clank. Well, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, I have a little more faith in, but I actually would love to see if it's they could do it right. I just designed them. Because I love the personalities of those characters. You are correct, so cool. but it's actually? based off their new, like, weird designs oh, from the newer game. no. For the PS3, I want to say. Yes, they're making... No, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Not Jack and Dexter. No. Not, not, not yet. They have not Was that Insomniac? Who, who did... Which one? Jack and Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. They're no. making a Legend of Zelda movie. Yes. 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 That was a joke. Yes. But yeah. They, so, like, not. I'm, I'm partially excited because... Like kind of my childhood, but also like. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's almost Why like. Don't they just fucking, you know what? You know what the Dreamworks equivalent would be? Fucking Gex. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like really hey, do we need to do we need oh to get that sideways smile? Oh my god, I forgot about Gex. Do you, like a do you know the plot of Gex? He was a secret agent, right? Well, I, know okay. I don't know the plot But his Gex. partner was a human being. Okay, can I can I read this to you? No, this this is going to be... Like, didn't he, like, bang her? So, 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 Gex and his family lived in Maui, Hawaii. His mother raised him and his three siblings while working while his father worked at NASA. One day, Gex's mother got a phone call saying that... Saying that Gex's father and his co-workers had died in a rocket explosion. <laughs> rather than grieving, funny, right? rather than grieving, dying. <laughs> Gex bottled up his emotions and sat in front of the TV. Gex's mother decided that it was time for a change. She told the whole family they were moving to California. Week after week of Gex watching TV, his mother decided to take action and sell the TV. This infuriated him so much, he decided to leave his home and never return. For the next few months, Gex slept in his friend's garage and made money doing odd jobs. One day, Gex's mother found him and had fantastic news. Gex and his family had inherited over $20 billion from his late Uncle Charlie. With the money, Gex bought a mansion back in Hawaii Is and the- Uncle Charlie a lizard too? Yes. How did he inherit a billion? Okay. His dad worked at NASA. Gex bought a mansion back in Hawaii and the largest TV screen in the world. As seen in the game's opening, Gex was watching the enormous TV one day when a buzz fly by his head flew by his when a buzz fly buzzed. Wow. Whatever. Gex flicked out his tongue and swallowed it. Unknown to Gex, the fly was actually a metallic transmitter. <laughs> Suddenly, Gex's remote Gex's remote jammed, and the TV went blank. A huge hand shot out of the screen and grabbed him by the neck and pulled him into the media dimension. The cold claw belonged to Rez, the overlord of the media dimension, who had intended to make Gex his new mascot and conquer the world. Gex managed to find the hidden remote in the strange television worlds. Gex made it through the distribution cemetery in odd cartoon land and enormous jungle and ancient Chinese village, the, mis the mysterious planet X from 94, the mysterious planet X and Rezopolis, the capital of the media dimension. Gex made it into Rez's inner sanctum and battled him head to head using one of his own mechanical bugs. Gex defeats Rez and oh, makes man. it back in, no in time for his shows. Rez transformed into a giant ball of energy and escaped. Why the fuck was there the whole first part about his no, dad and the inheritance say. and that's, the moving and the depression? That's what I was actually going to say. Like, the whole unnecessary details. Of right? Like, the lived in his friend's it sounds like Then some, his mom found him. No, it sounds like some like fucking like dejected ass like game designer like yeah. wrote his own life story and the Gex's backstory right? and you're like, okay, you're you're like, your, your dad died at NASA? So like I, I for one his dad died. Right? What year did this come out? That was ninety four, ninety eight. So, right? No, I think that was uh original platform of origin, three D O. What is the 3D? Oh, that must have been the original, original Gex. 3DO interactive multiplayer system built by price? Panasonic, Sanyo, and Goldstar. Then which it was PlayStation. It was PlayStation 1. It was PS1, he Sega Saturn. Saturn. It was N64, and it was released on the computer. He was so distraught well. that he wouldn't stop watching the television. When his mom got mad that he wouldn't get off his ass, he huffed away and left home, lived in his I friend's was... garage, and worked right. odd jobs. Oh. It's like... Who's projecting here? Who's the one writing? <laughs> Gex One was released on 3DO, PC, Sega Saturn, and PS One. Wow, that's so. um. My my my, I was cracking up when you said the big screen he could think of because back then it would have been like what, like 
20... 50 inches. <laughs> unfathomable. No, I don't think they had plasma back then. No, they did not have plasma back then. Not either. Just big old hunky CRT. Yeah, those giant yeah. projector screens. No, it was well, it wasn't the traditional CRT. It was yeah, it was the big the big internal yeah. projection. Oh, those really big TVs. Like, yes. With the lenses yes. Yeah. And it was just light that like so yeah. they were they're like that a thousand bucks yeah. for a fucking light bulb. So that was why when you said Gex, I was like motherfucker, you need to listen to this plot if you don't aren't, aren't aware because it's ridiculous. So all right, well that should about cover it for us for today. Uh, thanks for listening and sticking with us through the bullshit that is this podcast. Um. I'd like to thank my uh, contributors for being here and uh, participating today. Uh, thank you, Bobby. Where can we find you? I'm on Twitter. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Ryan, Ryan, where can we find you? Also on Twitter. Okay, Sarah, where can we find you? <laughs> I'll send you a bill. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at S-I-R-C-A-S-T-O-R. So, um, and then you, please feel link. free. No, I'm, I'm literally going to not put, I'm going to put at Twitter on all your things. It's Waffle, W4, Did you refer, did you forget? No, I was just being stupid. Oh, oh, because you looked at your phone like you were reading it up. Um, what are you well, looking at? And I then, mean, and then, uh, I my Twitter hand, handle that I've had for, for, <laughs> we, we were also recently been doing some other specials. Uh, the Star, we did a Star Wars podcast. We did uh, some cartoons about a One Punch Hearts. Man. Did a Kingdom Hearts episode. So we're gonna keep doing some stuff like that. So keep keep an eye out for that. Uh, keep an eye out for our next podcast in two weeks. And uh, I think that should just about cover it. Check out the website at dualscreenvision.com. And thanks for listening. And have a great couple of weeks. Go, go, go play Gex. Just go. Japan. <laughs>